0: We buy a Charlie Brown tree because that's kind of our family tradition is to buy a sparse but endearing Christmas tree. Uh,
1: You do that on purpose. You buy a crappy tree.
0: What's up, boss? This is Abraham's Wallet.
1: We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss.
0: Merry Christmas, Stephen.
1: Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho.
0: It's that time of year when I put the one strand of lights over my garage because it's the only of my eaves that I can safely access. And I don't
1: want to hear that.
0: We buy a Charlie Brown tree because that's kind of our family tradition is to buy a sparse but endearing Christmas tree. Um,
1: you do that on purpose. You buy a crappy tree.
0: Well, it's not. No, it's, it's actually a premium tree. But the style is they have fewer branches so you can kind of see through the tree. <sighs> um, my wife really loves it and I have come to love it, too okay reasons but the most important of which is these suckers drop zero pine needles and you and i were at a friend's house in texas recently and they had a really i mean everything in their house looked like the the Opryland hotel but they had a really impressive uh, artificial tree and i sort of said stephen is this the way to go and you said yes so i came home and i said babe maybe it's time for artificial tree and I thought she was considering divorce in that moment.
1: <laughs> Not a chance in the world, she said. It must be a live tree, which we will discard 30 days from today.
0: Yes, we will We well, will burn it.
1: We all make choices. Everyone has to do their own little thing and as as capitalists i guess we believe that you know if you grow a tree if you have a farm that the whole point of it is to grow some trees then to sell them for profit so that people use those trees for 30 days and then destroy them of however they want maybe they're making wonderful reefs out in a out in a lake somewhere a wonderful habitat for the fish to enjoy whatever um then that's you know to each his own well we all make choices and i guess that's what we're going to talk about today here on abraham's wallet podcast we're going to talk about some of the choices that people make around the christmas holidays
0: could we could we intro this sucker with just uh the the fact that we have received one or more questions from our listening audience that were basically hey i've done some i've done some research i've googled And I've looked into the history of the Christmas holiday and I don't know, but it seems like maybe it comes from some pagan roots. There's things about Christmas that don't necessarily sit well with me and my family has been big into the Jewish holidays, which we are also big fans of here at Abraham's wallet. Jews. Everything about it. The question was, how do you guys approach Christmas? Do you celebrate Christmas at all? And if so, how and so that was the genesis of us wanting to talk through christmas so i'll let you get back to it now
1: right right thank you so much well let's let's start with the big the big question do you celebrate christmas do you celebrate christmas mark
0: we do that's a weird choice we celebrate christmas for for most of my life this was the only real holiday that was celebrated in my home uh Easter was kind of a thing. Um, side note, I believed in the Easter bunny for about three years longer than I believed in Santa Claus as a child. Okay. Um, so I am capable of cognitive dissonance, but... Weird.
1: We the Easter bunny, I'll be darned.
0: It was a big thing, and it's always been probably just in terms of nostalgia. We've talked about nostalgia on this podcast, It's the the thing that I have the most nostalgic, positive memories around as a kid, because Christmas Eve was the time when our whole extended family was together. There was uh, appetizers everywhere. There was sausage balls. There was all sorts of-
1: sausage balls.
0: Grandma's rum cake, which not until I became an adult did I realize that she did not actually cook the rum uh, before she doused it onto the cake. So there was, that was- (laughs) no surprise (laughs) that I would often feel great about Christmas Eve.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, is there going to be any of that, um, any of that rum cake? Maybe.
0: (laughs) Uh, Makes me feel so good. So it's always been a thing. I think where I, where I resonate with the person who wrote into us uh, was as I've gotten to be a family leader myself and started to taste some of the really meaty significant holiday celebrations that we do around passover time around sukkot around a lot of the holidays we celebrate i also have struggled to experience that same depth of sort of spiritual richness in the way we celebrate christmas so i'm excited to hear a little bit about how you do it i can also share the, the forays we've made into into celebrating Christmas with spiritual meaning in our family, but um, I resonate with our with our question asker, but I also am hundred percent in favor of Christmas celebration.
1: Yeah, so the s- sentimental uh, factor, which you described at the beginning, I think is the is the weak link of the whole thing. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing something for sentimental reasons. Except it's weird when it conflates with oh the coming and in- incarnation of the savior, long awaited savior. That feels a little weird. And obviously, there's a conf- it's a cultural miasma of a bunch of weird stuff. There's a stew of things, and that's probably what that's probably what the dude that wrote you was was conflicted about. You know, you can look into the pagan roots of the Yule log and all this crap. And um, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not a good story. Well, s- similarly, you know, Halloween, you you can go either way you want with Halloween. Similarly, some of the things that we celebrate around Christmas, they might have dumb reasons that the traditions um came to be. We have something that uh, passes for a a mistletoe ball hanging uh, in a doorway in our kitchen and I'm pretty sure that some kind of weird uh, supernatural powers of a branch hanging over someone's head. Probably uh, not scripturally based, um, but you know what? We like to kiss each other. So we, we just like it. My bottom line is We're going to celebrate the arrival of the Savior. I think that's a great thing to celebrate. When would you like to celebrate that, Mark? Would you like to celebrate that around, oh, mid to late September? Um, Yes,
0: I would like to celebrate that in February. But nobody wants to because there is so little space between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then it's like a stretch till Passover. So i would like to have that pushed back about 30 to 45 days thank you for asking
1: okay and then would you like for the uh, celebrating the arrival of the messiah to be kind of a skiing holiday
0: yeah you know I, i'm cool with that
1: that would be fun if that was the uh, the tradition is we all ski to celebrate the coming of the messiah my, my point is it's debatable when it happened The culture has has protected an arena for us to play in. Let's play in it. Let's go. Great. We're going to center down here and we're going to celebrate the Messiah's coming at this time. I'm kind of, I have been called an idealist. I'm a purist in some ways and I'm willing to fight for ideals. I have uh, in my younger zealot days... I have been against all kinds of commercialism, even, even the making of money had was something I had to come around to. And as I was growing up, because you know you understand what it means to be a leader and to be a family leader, etc. But um, as a purist, so I can tend to think it's great to have a live wreath hanging on a door. That seems pure. That seems honest. But you get into this. Phony tinsel stuff hanging from a plastic tree with LED lights on it in your living room And this is nonsense. This is unacceptable that's that is I can tend down this road of Being criti- critical of everything and being cynical, etc. But not anymore mark not anymore. I, I I turned a corner. I don't know when it was maybe five years ago um when I had a dream can I tell you a dream that I had one time?
0: Bring the dream.
1: Okay, this is one of those dreams when I woke up. I was sure that it was the lord I even had that kind of feeling like ooh, Like this was the lord and then one of the things that he took that he showed me in the dream Is is uh, how worship takes us to a new place So i'll tell the whole dream which is I was walking on a sidewalk and I, I started worshiping a little bit and when I started worshiping a little bit just trust me that happened in the dream I started floating off of the sidewalk Maybe six inches in the ground and then I came back to the ground and I thought well, this is interesting so I started worshiping some more and I started lifting up maybe a foot off of the ground and then my head hit there was like a, a little ceiling over the sidewalk and my head hit the ceiling and so I was kind of challenged. Well, do I want to sort of give up or what? Well, not me, Mark. I wanted to go all the way. So I started going full voice worshiping. And what happened was I created a hole in that ceiling. And then I went through the ceiling. And now I'm shooting through the air. And and I'm realizing that what the Lord is saying is that, you know, Stephen, if you will worship me, we'll get you out of, it's always been my prayer that God would help me get my eyes off of the ground around me, that I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be myopic about my life, that I would be able to see my life in the scope of eternity, for example, and he was showing me worship is your way to ensure that you have your eyes on eternity and that you're, that you're into things that really matter. So when I was up there in the gl- kind of glory of the sky in worship mode, the strangest thing happened. Mark, I started seeing around me. There were Christmas decorations everywhere. There were twinkling lights everywhere. There was like the little uh, carolers and all of their regalia, um, and and the you know the street lights that have. Holly on them, etc. All of the little miscellany that your your local uh, mall does to attract people and make it feel festive. All of that stuff was there. And I remember in my heart, I kind of raised an eyebrow at the Lord as if to say, wait a second, I'm in the middle of this really pure, wonderful thing, which is worship. And now I'm sur- surrounded by all this garbage, this not this commercial nonsense. That has to do with christmas and really clearly it wasn't an audible voice just a feeling that i got i i i heard i'm putting quotes around that i just heard the lord saying you know i like all this stuff what i heard what what i felt was god saying i like all of the miscellany around christmas all of the to-do All of the pizzazz and the glitter and glam around Christmas, I like all of it. Do you know why? Because there's only one reason that it ever happened in the first place is because my son, what my son did and his sacrifice of his willingness to come to earth. It's the reason that we have caroling. It's the reason that anybody made up Frosty the Snowman. It's the reason that people put lights on the front of their houses and so um, I, my scrooginess of Christmas went, went away that day. We were already, I was already doing some stuff because my parents did some stuff like that, but if you saw the front of my house now, and I'm gonna get on to my next point, if you saw the front of my house, you would see all the stuff. You'd see bows and bells, ornaments hanging from our trees. You'd see lights. We have uh, concocted a a big uh, star of Bethlehem up on the side of the house with streams of light in the form of uh, Christmas lights, strings coming down. And guess what's at the bottom of those lights? A big, hokey, inflatable Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. So... This brings me to my next point, which is I would like to give a plea to all the believers. I'm assuming these are believers listening to us right now. Everybody who is sort of like, yeah, we we, we do a couple of ornaments. Here's my here's my question: It does your public celebration of Christmas time does it magnify the Savior of the world? What it might be, you buy some plug-in thing that says peace on earth or you it's clearly the star of Bethlehem, or you can go, you can go to a Walmart or Lowe's and buy the inflatable nativity. I, I just feel more strongly this year than ever. I just wish everybody would proclaim Jesus through the season and that their joy, the joy that you are um, expressing on the front of your home or your Christmas card or whatever would just proclaim Jesus, and there are so many um, amazing testimonies of people who, in the midst of carol singing or a Christmas uh, concert or the awaited show uh, that I was a part of for ten years, which you can stream. I don't know. I don't know where it is. You can you can find it somewhere. People actually coming. Coming to the Lord, Uh, I got a good friend named Jennifer King, um, who just told me this week um, that the first time the first time she heard God's voice was she was in high school. There was a choir concert doing Christmas carols, which meant nothing to her. She was lost as a goose and they were singing Christmas carols and the Lord woke her up at that moment. This stuff is real. You know that this story is real and she felt God's presence as a lost girl singing christmas carols and it led her on her on her journey um that ended up with her knowing the lord so point 1 is let's celebrate the hoopla of the around the messiah thoughts
0: yeah you you told me about that dream when it happened and i went out and purchased a star um, nice. our, our plan this year was to, cause I, I love that story. It actually meant a lot to just the way we do Christmas decor in our home. And it changed it for me from a total waste of money to something we just do with joy to say, this is, we're going to tell the story on our, on our shelves. We have a tree that's about 65 feet tall out front of our house and, my thought was, hey, we're going to build a gigantic light display around this tree, and I'm going to go find people who are willing to, to hang that up. It turns out that a crew with a cherry picker and enough lights to go on a 65-foot tree, that's a good two weeks of wages for, for a person. So I didn't do it this year, but maybe, maybe someday uh, if we continue to have success in the business world, then we'll have a fully lit tree
1: nice love it and do you decorate this sad tree that's inside your home
0: it's not sad at all it it, it's a great (laughs) ornament hanger i would say give me your douglas fir or your blue spruce and i will i will put my charlie brown tree against it any day
1: okay all right all right all right so yes so so yes on christmas yes on decorating um and let's talk about uh, wh- let's talk about what you do with
0: the the Santa issue. Well, I'll
1: let you I'll let you start.
0: Let's talk about Santa in the context of the broader question, which is, what about these holidays that come from pagan roots? Uh, and yeah. you, you talked about Halloween. That one's probably controversial for a lot of people. I think whatever there's a good argument to not do Halloween and sure, a good argument to do it. We're not going to, to declare anything on that, I don't think. No. I have a question and a statement. My statement is that Jesus makes things new. <laughs> he makes all sorts of things new. And I think that the you know before, in, in cultures that never knew that Jesus existed or was coming in the future, there was stories of death and resurrection that led to salvation. That is a story that has been written in the human heart for a very long time. So that does not actually, you know, when I was in college, I took some literature classes and they're like, so clearly the Bible is just the next adaptation of this long time story. That's not what it says to me. Um, And the fact that a holiday has roots in something that didn't come from Christian people, I guess, post Jesus disciples, it doesn't really bother me because i i do think that um just like the passover i mean that's that's the holiday that i think we we celebrate and it, it's an it's not a good news holiday uh, for for us if there is no jesus so it's a really different thing that we're doing than our jewish friends uh who are celebrating it and True. i have no problem with us saying we're going to adapt and celebrate Holidays or special days that existed before jesus was being celebrated in those days because jesus has changed them in a way that um we can get behind as his disciples yeah Do you agree with that oh well,
1: well the, i mean the difference there would be passover one is something that god instituted and it was specifically a foretelling Of the coming Messiah so a Yule log was was never instituted by God it was a foretelling of nothing except for pagan ding-dongs who who invented their own belief system I mean my, my bottom line continues to be we're going to celebrate the incarnation at some point the culture has picked this time to celebrate the incarnation so let's own it and let's just great. Great. This is our, this is our thing. And if they go now, we, we really got to have Yule logs. We're going to go now. We don't really do that, but we're going to continue to celebrate him S- similarly. So Santa is, is kind of along those lines for me. I ain't putting Santa in the front yard. I, I'm not going to degrade you if that's what you do, because that's what everybody does. But I'm not doing that because I'm not here to celebrate Santa. I'm I'm here to celebrate that my King came to earth. So I have a narrow lane that I, that I'm going to operate in around here. What do you do about the Santa, the Santa man?
0: In our house, uh, we try to live not by lies. And so we don't, we just play along with it. And the second any of our children ask us, is Santa real? We're pretty forthcoming with that. So I know for a fact that our children have busted the Santa myth for other kids. Uh and I don't feel happy about that, I guess. But uh to me it's just too important to to guard the um the belief that my parents are gonna tell me things that are true for me to put any weight behind the story once they're starting to suspect something.
1: Same. I have no I have no patience for somebody lying to their kid because they think it's cute um so i think what my mom did was she was just not going to address it and i think that's what we did is we weren't going to address it but when our when when my kid got old enough to go where where did these presents come from i'm not going to lie to my kid um and we've had the same thing where we have Truth. We have specifically one truth telling kid who is strident, must tell the truth to everyone at all times and is, you know, run around popping five year old bubbles of, of uh, fantasy regarding Santa. So we, we had a, we had that a couple of times, too. Do you give do you do you um, make presents appear overnight and then they they appear Christmas morning under the tree?
0: yeah as if
1: your tree has pooped out presents in the night
0: my my wife's family their thing was the gifts would just come from all sorts of people so the first time i celebrated christmas from them there was gifts under the tree and i had one from santa i had one from elvis i had one from fred and ethel who and they just thought that was hilarious to just come up with random sources. Who did this? Amelia's my wife's parents. That is crazy, and I love it. So that's <laughs> our, our kids are like, "Oh, you got one from the reindeer, or you got one from, you know, uh, Bono, like whatever." How, how funny!
1: Elvis gave you Christmas present. Okay, let's let's uh, we do too. So let's talk about the actual your actual traditions the your actual christian christmas traditions so what do you do you do anything leading up to christmas day
0: um, this, on the
1: 15th is there anything going on
0: historically we have done an advent wreath which is really just uh, a countdown clock to yeah. Christmas, and we will kind of pick something to study as a family in our Bible reading times and then light a candle. Uh, I've been a part of churches that were really into Advent stuff. Yes. And it's just, it's never been like that big of a thing to me. I I know that like some of my good buddies are hearing that and going, how dare you say that? Oh, their
1: hearts hurt. Their hearts ache for your lack of Advent juice.
0: So, the, the run up to Christmas, to me, has been mostly we would we would have the advent sort of artifact and kids like to light the candles. They they still it's not as big of a deal by even a long shot as our Shabbat candle lighting that happens on Fridays. Um, yeah. But that happens. And then we we have some kind of very seasons greetings type traditions around going and getting a tree together, decorating it. That's when grandma and grandpa's old record collection always comes out. All right. This is, this is what I'm asking about. This this is what I want to know. Okay. We play, you know, records. We we are the type of family that has Christmas music going from the second it's permissible uh, through the rest of the season. Uh, So, uh, this year, we've been digging in musically to a lot of cool stuff, I think, that we didn't know about before. Uh, we kind of made the decision to ban all uh, Jingle Bells type songs from our home for Christmas, not because we think they're evil, but just because I started reading the lyrics to some of these old Christmas carols, and they are just awesome. So oh, yeah, if you want to go read like, all the are all the lyrics to oh come all ye faithful my hunch is all of you who are singing that in your church services they're not singing verse two they're just not um but fools fools uh, there's some there's some really powerful stuff in there uh god rest ye merry gentlemen i thought that was a song about like drinking wassail and the in the mead hall and kind of hanging out but it's not at (laughs) all it's it's about jesus um and So we've been doing that. That's kind of a new thing this year, although Christmas music has always been a part of the tradition. The only secular Christmas music that we still rock proudly would be the Kenny G Christmas album, which I'll never say no to. Oh, okay. Um, Did you know he's the most most highly paid or lifetime earnings are the highest of any instrumental musician in the history of the world? No. Now you do.
1: No, that's great.
0: The other big one for us um, that might be unique is Christmas Eve. And I talked about that at the start, but that's the, that's the holiday I have the best memories of as a kid. And so I seek to pass that along from my family of origin to be a night where we stay up late, we play board games, we get as many family and friends in the house as possible, um, If there's a candlelight type service, it better be early because it's not going to intrude on our Christmas Eve night. We just add little things to that as as we go. But really, I'd say the centerpiece of it all is is that there would be lots of family time and sausage balls. There needs to be sausage balls. So it's
1: a party. You have a party Christmas Eve.
0: Yes. But it's more of a family-focused party, you know. If there's folks in town that don't have a crew, they're obviously They're always welcome at our place. Um, but it it has to include extended family for me to feel like we did it okay.
1: And sausage balls,
0: and definitely some bisquick, some cheddar. Oh yes, I love it all together.
1: Yeah, you know that good King Wenceslas. That's kind of a weird one.
0: <laughs> I got to Google that.
1: I think we do what a lot of people do, which is we decorate together while Christmas songs are going. And that the weekend after Thanksgiving is we're putting up decorations and it's the ringing in of the Christmas music season. And we do Advent. Uh, not No, we don't do Advent. We do a little Advent calendar, usually one that has, you know, Bible verses on it so that we're daily getting a little daily dose of the Christmas story. And then Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is the big time for us. That's really the focus time for us with regards to the Christmas story. So our little tradition in our home is our family goes downtown. We do a carriage ride downtown. We sing some Christmas carols on the carriage. We do some ice skating. We get a little dinner somewhere then we come home and um, I have uh, concatenated, if you'll allow me to use that word, I have concatenated or combined several passages from the Bible which if you read them all together, they kind of include all of the all of the bits of, of the Christmas story and as i read through those um the girls get out a little nativity scene and then they are acting it out as we as we read through it so that you know finally all the nativity scene it's all together at the end um and then we use that time to to pray together um to thank god um for sending christ we end that night by everybody's opens one present. And then the next day is the next day is what you think it is, is presents. We usually have a, a brunch with some good friends snuggly downtime, nothing, nothing land. That's us.
0: We used to do the, so my, my Christmas Eve smorgasbord used to include opening all the gifts that didn't come from Santa or Elvis. Yeah. Well, that was Amelia's family. Okay, Uh, Amelia, my wife was having none of it. Uh, she was, she was not interested in Christmas gifts being opened on Christmas Eve. So now we've compromised at one gift being opened on Christmas Eve. Oh, there you go. Uh, so we share that with you. I'm trying to think if there's any other key traditions that, that have to happen. Santa, always does leave pajamas for everyone on the doorstep the night before christmas
1: a lot of people seem to connect christmas with the giving of pajamas i don't understand it but it wasn't part of my family's tradition but you guys you all need you all need new pajamas every year because you just beat the lever living crap out of your pajamas in 300 days is that how it works it's
0: the only night per year that i wear pajamas
1: the, this is now we're getting at my you're now we're getting at my point which is i'll never need a pair of pajamas every year because i i, I would think maybe three nights a year they would appear
0: yeah I, I could go for some basketball shorts and a t-shirt that's my yeah that'd be
1: great um, get a new a Luka shirt Okay, last question here is, how are you celebrating Christmas this year with your broader Christian community?
0: I I guess (laughs) this year we're feeling kind of like champs because we're still gathering um, weekly with a group for a big meeting. And then every other week with a group in our home. Maybe I, I should feel guilty about this, but we haven't really put a ton of special thought into how the Christmas season changes that rhythm or changes the, the content.
1: Oh, you're going to, yeah, you're going to need to work on that.
0: Okay. Teach.
1: <laughs> well, my two sins is again, what a thing to worship the Lord around is the incarnation. So I do a weekly uh, worship thing on Tuesday mornings. And so I get pretty geeked up that when december rolls around we're gonna we're going to worship um specifically around what what is the meaning of his coming and that's the that's the content for for a month i mean I'll, i'll just tell you off the top of my head this past week we read from isaiah 40 and then isaiah 11 it's the promise of um of the shalom that's going to come when it says in the lion will lay down with the lamb and the child will play at the cobra's uh nest etc because this is this is what the messiah is going to bring this this is prophecy about the messiah coming and then we we also read some from luke 1 when gabriel comes and talks to miriam and tells her he he starts insinuating you know the shalom that you're aware of from isaiah the prophet this guy's going to bring that shalom he he's going to bring in a new world order uh, everything will change with this guy and i i mean i want to worship i want to worship him for for that decision we're going to be worshiping at the throne about the sacrifice that he made to come to earth forever. I really want to I want to pivot during this season and I I can't let December come and go without a good gathering of God's people to sing Christmas carols and worship him in mass. So we're going to have a we're going to have a Christmas carol gathering at my house. I I can only assume there will be Wassel and or mulled wine present at this thing. Um, I'm not a real hot chocolate guy. I really prefer I prefer the spiced drinks. Anyhow, there's got to be something like that present, uh, and maybe one of my old favorite characters, Stubby Pringle, will be making an announcement. Stub, uh, making an appearance. Stubby Pringle is a cowboy who learned. The real meaning of christmas and it's this reading that you do for the youngsters dressed up like a cowboy so i'll probably do that as well so So that's what i gotta that's what i gotta do with my community
0: there's a chance i've heard i don't know that stubby pringle was going to take us to the take us to the exit on this podcast is that
1: True. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stubby Pringle was gonna take us to the act. That's true. Um, Stubby Pringle, no matter what time of year it is, uh, he wears chaps and and spurs and a cowboy hat. And one thing that he always does is he's a good he's a good land man. So he's always looking for this. This appears several times in the reading. He's always looking for something strange on the range he can feel when there's something strange on the range he and he says Merry Christmas to people so everyone I know you're going to be hearing this uh, maybe a week or two before Christmas happens but this is when your plans are really getting put into place so we encourage you to think through how your family um, will be celebrating the coming of the Messiah and how you'll make it wonderful fun wonderful memories for your family Um, and maybe, maybe for your community. It wouldn't be hard to get to a little Christmas carol sing together. Um, anyways, that's what I encourage. So everyone, watch out for things that are strange on the range. And as Stubby Pringle says, make it a very cowboy Christmas. Thank you from Abraham's Wallet. I'm Stephen Manuel.
0: And I'm Mark Pirate. Adios. From Corny Island to the Sunset Strip.
1: Somebody's gonna make a
0: happy trip.